Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' blowout win against the Steelers and preview Sunday's game versus AFC North leading Bengals. But first, Joe, it was like Joe Valerio day in the NFL on Sunday. Three offensive linemen caught touchdowns. Wow, I know they they all joined the club, Jeff. They all joined the club. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a name for it. I think I'm gonna call it Every Lineman's Dream Incorporated. And anytime, you know, anytime alignment scores, we'll get the shout outs to everybody. But, you know, my hometown Eagles had one. Um, How about that one in the Jets game that was like, that was like a real receiving, like, pat. Like, that was a real, like, the quarterback scramble and then sort of the sliding to the open spot and then then hitting. I mean, they were amazing. I mean, that was, that was awesome. Did you get any like texts or messages or anything from people? Oh, like uh, everybody. I I was ac- I actually went out for a jog this morning in the neighborhood, and one of my neighbors was like, "Hey, I was thinking of you this weekend." He's a big Eagles fan. He's like, "Oh, uh, Lane Johnson scored that." He was. I was thinking of you. I was going to send you a text, but oh yeah, I get all my friends. They'll text, and be like, "Hey, another one, another one joined so the group." That's so cool. And any former Chiefs text you or message you? I didn't get anything from from Rich or or Will or Tim or Dave or any of the guys that I you know, stay in contact with, but, uh, yeah. Grunny's too uh, busy on that book. He's, he's Grunny's way too busy. Those guys guys are way too busy just following the chiefs. I mean, what a a week for them. What, what a week, you know, in, it's funny early in last week, um, Andy Reid on his press conference joke, like he sounded bad. Like he sounded exhausted. His voice was kind of hoarse, you know, probably because he knew this is like Monday and all these COVID positive tests and, you know, what are we going to do? Boy, after the game, he was in such a good mood. Uh, our, our buddy Matt Derrick asked him a question, and he said um, uh, it was it was about the touchdown to Pringle, where the blocking was so good um, that that first touchdown to Pringle, and he Mahomes could go through all his reads. And Andy Reid's said it's like when you eat prime rib. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Herbie Tiope, uh asked him a question, and you know. Um, he had like two masks on. He's like, Herbie, you, you're gonna, you doing all right there, man? I'm worried you're gonna yeah. suffocate. You know, he was. <laughs> it, it was great to see Andy Reid in uh, such a light mood. Yeah, well, it's 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 hard not to be in a light mood after a win like that, and doing right. it without Travis, doing it out, doing you know, doing it without Clyde Edwards-Alaire for a little bit of the game, seeing how other people respond. You know, with between Williams and Gore in the backfield, the amount of time that he that Patrick had. Oh, my God, I, th- this offensive line, I mean, you know, Creed Humphrey, of course, continues to grade out well every game. Andrew Wiley had a fantastic grade out. You know, if you look at the uh, – if you look at some of the grading stats that come out after the game, I mean, Andrew Wiley, I thought, played a fantastic game at right tackle. Um, this is exa- – that offensive line, they're hitting the point where this is exactly what I think Brett Veach and, you know, sort of the scouting part of the organization – along with Andy, of course, and always with Eric Bieniemy as the coordinator, this is everything they dreamed would be happening for Patrick and the running game is watching this offensive line come together and play and gel and, and really get it done. I mean, I, 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 can't, I can't say enough that we take up the whole podcast 
about how well I think this offensive line is playing and how well they're all playing together and how well coached they are. I, I really got to tip my hat to everybody in the organization for putting this group together and getting the Chiefs to this, to this position. Well, was this their best game, you think, as a, as a group, the offensive line? I, I absolutely think this is the best game that they've had. I, it has to be, right? I mean, when you look at all facets of the game, you know, Jeff, when you look at this and you look at the stats on this game, I mean, the, the Chiefs were pretty amazing. And, you know, the, yeah, they had, you know, there was some, some, there were some sacks there. There were some things that happened. But, you know, that stuff's going to happen in games, right, when you're playing, especially against a pretty – elite group of defensive linemen like the Steelers have. I mean, the Steelers went into this into this season with, you know, probably if not the top ranked, one of the top ranked defenses. So mm-hmm. the under the underpinnings of a fantastic defense are there. Um and and but but I think what where where I where I think the Chiefs really and, and a lot of the credit does go to the line and the play calling is I saw a great stat and it's my turn this week to be the one that jumps at you with a stat <laughs> that I was able to find. And Right now, the Chiefs are number one in the NFL with plays per drive, okay? So, so exactly 6.8, so let's call it seven. So when you average seven plays a drive, you know, you start wearing teams down. Um, and you look at the time of possession, right? If you look at the stat sheet on this game, if you looked at the stats, you might think that it was a very even game. Because in every category, you know the uh, the Steelers held up with the with with the Chiefs. Other other than a little bit, um, in in some of the uh, in some of the passing game, right? I think I think Ben struggled a little bit, right, with some protection issues. He 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 missed his mark a little bit on a few on a few on a few uh, plays. But all in all, I mean the, the you know the Steelers had 303 yards of, of offense and the Chiefs had 381. Not a huge difference there. They were pretty much yard for yard in the rushing game. Um, their passing, you know, they did struggle, like I said, a little in the passing. The, the Steelers only had 173 to the Chiefs 250. But it wasn't like Patrick had a 400-yard passing game. You know, it wasn't like it was some crazy, you know, passing game where you're like, wow, that's like back to the old uh, Air Coriel, you know, Chargers days. So, you know, pretty even on the first downs, total plays, fourth down efficiency. I mean, again, Jeff, I'm going to say it again. You look at the stat line and you think, no way, was that game 36 to 10? But then you go down to time of possession and, and turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's, where, that's, what just, that's what the Chiefs totally. did. So you couple what I had said earlier, that stat about averaging seven plays per drive and, and – the percentage they're they're the number one team in the NFL with the percentages of their drives that end up in a score and they're they're over 47%, almost 50% of their drives end up in a score. You're going to win football games. So the Chiefs are engineering their drives in a way that is uh, you know you know it's allowing the defense to be rested and to get those turnovers. It's allowing the Chiefs to be on the field for most of the game, right? 34 minutes to 25. Uh, or almost 35 minutes for the Chiefs to the 25 minutes of the uh, of, of the Steelers. So, again, it, it really, to me, it comes down to those two things. Uh, the turnovers, the time of possession, uh, which is a, uh, a product of the, you know, the number of plays that they're able to, to engineer through a drive and, and how they can score in every drive. Short passing, extending the running game. And, Jeff, I know we were tweeting out and we were IMing and, and, and texting and all through the game. Thank goodness they are just running the ball like like a real 
team right now, like a real well-rounded professional football team. So excited about that. Great stats there. And yeah, the running game, uh, you know, the, since they were short, some guys and Tyreek Hill was just back and the Steelers uh, struggle against the run. They wisely did listen to you, Joe, and, and run the ball. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say they were listening to me. Hopefully they were, you know, they were using some common sense. And, and, <laughs> and it, was, it, just, it just was such a, such a well-rounded game by them. All, every aspect, special teams, you know, dealing with the COVID stuff, right, and not having their kickers. Like, just it was so well-rounded. I, 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 can't, I can't tell you enough that, that is, that's, that's what's going to propel them deep into the playoffs and, and hopefully get them back to the Super Bowl. Totally agreed. Well, we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available this season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And Joe... Uh, I have a stat for you as we get ready for a game that should be much more uh, competitive, I would think, and, and much more exciting. I mean, this, yeah. is, a, this is a fun Bengals team, um, and this is courtesy of Rebecca Toback, formerly a colleague of mine of a, at the post game. She used to write for the Bengals SB Nation site. So Joe Burrow has 4,165 passing yards. He's 25 years old, the quarterback. Joe Mixon has 1,159 rushing yards. He's 25. Jamar Chase, the rookie, 1,163 receiving yards. He's just 21. T. Higgins, receiver, 1,029 receiving yards. He's 22. So it makes the Bengals the first team with a 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher, and 2,000-yard receivers all under 26 in one season. Boy, we've got a lot of offensive firepower in play this week. Burrow, of course, had 525 yards last week. This is going to be fun, Joe. Jeff, I mean, yeah, th- that those stats are fantastic. What what insight, um, you know, that we could pull that stuff out. You can get that stuff at the drop of a dime. And, you know, we talked a little bit last week about, you know, Justin Herbert and how we're going to be seeing, you know, a lot of the Chargers and, and some of that group uh, as this AFC West continues to grow. I think the Bengals, we got to throw them in that mix yeah. with a team that we're going to be seeing for a really long time, um, just given the youth, the health. And, and again, I'm going to use that term that I used for the Chiefs, the well-roundedness. You know, they are not relying on one aspect of their offense to be completely dominant. And they are able to complement, you know, Burrow's throwing ability with a really good running game. Um, and, and, you know, obviously for them, a lot of it depends on Mixon's health, right? They don't have a whole lot behind Mixon, which is, you know, which is a lot of times that happens with running, running games, right? You get, you get heavily reliant on one running back. But the one thing I like about the Chiefs more than the Bengals in that is that I think, you know, the Chiefs have a much better, more deep stable of runners, I think. I think, you know, I think, you know, when Daryl Williams gets in there and you got, of course, Gore's having a great season. He's catching the ball out of the backfield. He's running when he can. He's tough. I think. I think. I think they. That's where the the Chiefs will have the edge on the Bengals is that they're just a little bit deeper 
um, especially obviously when they get, uh, you know, Travis back and, you know, they got their full complement on, on the offensive side. But, but anyway, nonetheless, I don't want to take anything away from the Bengals and those stats that you threw out there, Jeff. That is, those are amazing. And that is a team, everybody stays healthy. We're going to see this team on the rise and we're going to see them hanging around at the top of, at the top of the AFC for a really long time. You, you mentioned uh, the Chiefs running game, the depth there, which very well could uh, factor in this week. Uh, it sounds like Edwards Elaire is going to be day to day or week to week with that uh, shoulder bruise and probably more unlikely uh, to play than likely to play against as the Bengals. And, you know, Edwards Elaire is, has some real special talent. You saw that, that opening touchdown when he, he forced the two linebackers, uh, Highsmith and, and Spillane, the Steelers. They kind of collided almost like Three Stooges style. He barreled into them and then powered off. He's, he's very powerful for, you know, a 5'8", five, 5'9", five, back. Um, but, you know, we're talking – his durability is an issue. He will have missed it, um, you know, more than a fourth of his NFL games in just the two years. And you mentioned the depth, though. I do think Edwards Elaire is their best option as a runner. I think Daryl Williams is actually a more versatile player. I think he's a better receiver mm-hmm. and a better blocker than, than Edwards Elaire. I don't think he's, you know, um, he, he's averaging under four yards a carry, and I don't think he's the guy, you know, Edwards Elaire, and he's missed all these games, but he still has a 400 – excuse me, four games where he's surpassed 100 rushing yards. Joe Williams, I'm not sure he's that type of guy, but um, he's a guy certainly you can win with and brings a lot to the table, not to mention core. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's, it's probably what's going to, you know, obviously the health and the depth that you're seeing it on the offensive line, right? I mean, obviously, knock on wood, from right guard over, we've, we've done really well, you know, health-wise. I know we've had a little bit of a, a mini revolving door at right tackle this season, and they're still trying to find their way, but you know, the depth that this team has uh, up and down, you know, up and down the roster. I mean, it was something that I know you and I were very concerned about uh, in the offseason, right? It was like, okay, we got this new offensive line, you know, what's going to happen there? And boy, they shorted up with, you know, basically we've, we've said this joke before, you know, they had 10, 10 or 11 quote starters on the offensive line. I mean, this wasn't, this were, there were no career backups on this, on this offensive line. Um, and, you know, when you're trading away a guy like uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif and you're trading him away midseason, you know you got some depth. I mean, that guy's got championship DNA, starting DNA. Starting for the having, Jets, yeah. Starting for the Jets and having a great – he's having a great run there. Um, you know that you're in good shape when you're doing that, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's exactly what they need to do. And then, and then we said, okay, they shored that up, and they're like, all right, what's going to happen at running back? What's going to happen at receiver? And guys are just popping in there is like – it's like they're just building this team that has depth and, and of, of, of guys that can play. They're not just bodies out there. They're not just fillers. These are people that and players that can really play the game. And, and, and the Chiefs are not missing a beat when, you know, Tyreek has to sit out for COVID and, uh, you know, and, and uh, Travis misses the game. I mean, you know, it just I, I just feel really, really good about where this team is going. And isn't it funny, though, Jeff, how much better Patrick is playing once the defense got rolling. Oh, I mean, look, totally. I, I know we said it, and it was kind of anecdotal. There wasn't really any stats or data to prove it. But I'm telling you, you watch the way that he's throwing the ball now and the way he's commanding things on the field, knowing that this defense is literally stifling other teams. 
it's he's just playing so differently and it's almost like exactly when the defense started to turn it around and you know i'm not saying we're uh you know trying to be nostradamus over here and that we're perfect prognosticators on 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 this but i just knew that that was part of his problem and it just seems like it's really rectified and it's curing itself and i'm i'm just happy to see that because it, he's playing with unbelievable confidence right now and i think a lot of it's a lot of it has to do with the way the defense is playing. Totally. Joey, it really is astonishing. And we, we've spelled out the reasons, you know, the, the, and the, like any major change, it's not one thing. It's, you know, Chris Jones getting healthy, Frank Clark getting healthy, Chris Jones moving back inside more. It's the addition of Melvin Ingram. It's Tarverius Ward uh, getting healthy. It's Daniel Sorensen improving, but Juan Thornhill getting more reps. It's all those reasons and I know they did this when they won the Super Bowl. The defense greatly improved. It is shocking to think how bad they looked early in the season, how good they – you know, even given all those reasons we just listed, it's, it's, it's really, again, staggering to think about. Yeah, what a turnaround. And we've seen that, we've seen that a lot in the NFL, right? Look at yeah. the Dolphins. Seven games in a row in a season and won seven games in a row. They've had two seven-game streaks, one on the bad side, one on the good side. The Chiefs were look. They were in that. They were in that kind of realm early. I mean, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm just. I'm just be totally objective here, Jeff. I was not feeling. I mean, I know. Look, I'm a diehard Chiefs fan. I'm. I, you know, I believe in this team. I believe in what Andy's doing, Brett Beach and Eric Bieniemy and Coach Fags. Like we believe in Chiefs literally, right, Joe? Well, I had. There go. you go. <laughs> yeah, thank go. you. You had to. Right. You had to throw that in there. Believe in Chiefs. We believe. But I got to be honest. Like I was. I was feeling a lot of angst early on about where this team was going and I was having a hard time seeing the light. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I wasn't saying that I was, I wasn't saying I was down on this team, but I was worried, you know, I was really worried about where it was going to go. And, and I'm telling you, I got to give my tip, my hat to, you know, the way that they, that, that they just kept chugging along and they, the, the plan that they had, I'm going to use a, you know, my hometown Philadelphia Sixers uh, saying here, they, it seemed like everybody trusted in the process, right? There was a trust the process sort of mentality in that locker room. And I got to say, it's, it's, it's really refreshing to see where this team is now and where they were, you know, seven, eight, nine weeks ago when we were really worried about what was going to be happening. Well, we didn't see much light then, but that perfectly segues to Lightbox Lab Grown Diamonds, the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the gift you'll never want to take off price so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, L-I-G-H-T-B-O-X. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. Uh, Joe, we've talked a lot, you know, about the Bengals, uh, their playmakers. Um, it's going to be fun to watch those three receivers, Mixon, Burrow. Um, but, you know, I, I know a lot of Chiefs fans probably don't, haven't gotten a chance to see much of the Bengals. You know, they're still – since they, they've been so uh, poor of late, they, they haven't gotten a lot of national TV games. 
where I think this game is going to be won is actually – you mentioned the offensive line, the Chiefs, how well they're doing, is the line of scrimmage. The, the, the Bengals have a really good defensive line. Um, they added Trey Hendrickson. That was their big money free agent from the Saints. He's, mm-hmm. he's a very good pass rusher. They have Sam Hubbard, who really started Ohio State. On the interior, they, they've added DJ Reader, who fans might remember used to be on the Texans, uh, gave the Chiefs some trouble there um, before coming to the Bengals. So this is not just like an explosion. They have some real meat there on, on the defensive line, and I think that's, that, that's going to be a very interesting matchup. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that's uh, that's probably where you know. Look, I, I always joke about right. <laughs> anytime somebody's okay, Joe, what's your key matchup for the game? <laughs> where do I go? I go to the trench, right? I go to it because, you know, that's uh, look. I mean, not, not to be coy or or trite about it, but that's where the game's won. I mean, you know, if you're not if you're not winning the line of scrimmage, both in in the running game and trying to capture it and and to provide holes for for your running backs and at the same time providing good pass protection for your quarterback it's where it all starts i mean you can run the best routes in the world if you're not giving your quarterback time you could have the best running backs behind you you know if you're not finding a way to give them some daylight to run to you know it can be a long day uh for an offense so you know i think that's if, if i'm if i'm a fan casual observer or diehard uh, football fan, I'm I'm going to the you know I'm going to that matchup this week because I think that's where it's that's where the game is going to be won on both sides of the ball um, because I think the 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 Bengals have such a good well balanced offense that you know if they can't run the ball they're going to start throwing it and if they start to run the ball well they're going to rely on that and then they're going to you know use that to their advantage and try to pick apart the Chiefs defense with play action and you know maybe some some uh, you know RPO stuff and and some audibles and you know it's 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 going to be a long day for whatever team can't you know win the line of scrimmage and and I think that's where I know right out of the gate first couple of series I'm going right there I'm going right to the line I mean there's a lot of star players in this game you know two great quarterbacks and young and in Two, two great young quarterbacks in Burrow and Mahomes. And, you know, obviously some some really good wide receivers out there. You mentioned all those stats, that, that the fact that the Bengals have 2,000-yard uh, receivers and they got a 1,000-yard running back. I mean, there's going to be some star quality out there, especially if we get Travis back and Tyreek and we're able to use that. If I, I, I do agree with you. I don't know if Clyde is probably going to get many touches in this game. They're probably going to start, you know – start him kind of sitting because it's really not worth it at this point. You know, they got, it's a long, a long road um, that, and they don't want to, they don't want to not have him. So, you know, uh, short of having, not having Clyde out there, you know, that's a, that's a lot of things to watch for in this game. A lot of stars. Uh, but I think this game's going to be one up front. The, the other thing I'm, I'm interested to see is I, I think interceptions. I think that's going to determine the game. Burroughs is so explosive, but he's tied for the league and uh, tied for the NFL lead in interceptions with 14. Part of the reason Chiefs have been playing so well, they have a nice streak going of, of forcing interceptions, and then Mahomes has been avoiding them. He has 13 on the year, you know, one behind Burroughs. So I think, uh, you know, that, that might determine the game. So, Joe, how do you see it? How do you uh, see this game shaking out? I, I, I got to say, Jeff, I, I do think just – just, just because, you know, I've, I have seen some of the Bengals and, and I, I think it's going to be a pretty high scoring game. Right. I, I think, I think there's two quality defenses out there and the chiefs obviously are, you know, defensively. I just, I can't say enough about how well they're playing. 
I still think that these offenses are so explosive and they've got such good coordinators on both sides of the ball that I think there's going to be some points scored. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I do. I, I really feel very confident that the Chiefs are going to come out of this game, um, you know, with a win. Um, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, I know they got to go on the road and, and that's never fun. Um, you know, it's going to probably be, you know, whatever Cincinnati is in, in early January, it'll probably be, I haven't seen the weather report yet, but I'm sure it'll be, you know, it's not going to be the best of, of weather conditions. It's not like they're going to, you know, sunny Miami or, you know, playing in a dome somewhere. So they're going to have that to contend with. Um, that could put a wrinkle in it for both quarterbacks, but I st- I think the chiefs come out of this game. Uh, I think it's going to be like a 35 to 28 type game. I think the chiefs will win it by a touchdown, but um you know, it depends too. Obviously, we we get Travis back out there. Um, you know, we, we we may not have Clyde at the ready. So I, I think I think the Chiefs still put up some numbers. I think they're playing so well, but I think it's going to be a good scoring game. So I'm I'm saying 35, 28. You know, one a touchdown game, back and forth. You know, maybe a special teams uh, scare here and there for either team that could that could change the course of the game. But that's how I kind of see it going. It's hard to pick against the Chiefs right now. They're playing so well. I mean, they, they don't really even have any real obvious weaknesses. You know, maybe another receiver, but Byron Pringle had a great game. Great game against the Steelers. Um, so I think I've got to pick the Chiefs. But I want to caution you, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals won. I mean, it's a really good team. Um, and it, I think this is the Chiefs' toughest game since the last one they lost at Tennessee with a healthy Derrick Henry. I mean, this is um, – you know, they kind of went through the AFC West there. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a real tough opponent. I'm also really curious, you know, th- this game is so important for the Bengals who are trying to lock up that division. You know, the Chiefs have been there. They've played so many important games. They're, they're always the, the, the major game, whether it's the primetime game or, or just the national game. How, how the Bengals respond? They've got a lot of young, talented guys, but they haven't really been in the in the spotlight that much. They'll they'll be. Uh, I think that'll be interesting to see. So I, I, I'm going to say um, the Chiefs by by three. Joe, I'm glad I know your pick, Chiefs by seven, because you're breathing down my neck in the play action pool here. So now, <laughs> now I'm going to have that documented. I I think I might. You know, look, I'm not going to brag or pat myself on the back, but I might be the Chiefs and or the dolphins of this pool that we're in because uh, <laughs> I am, I am in fuego right now. Like I, I just, I don't know what I'm doing, but I went from Jeff, I was down in, in, in like the thirties uh, in 30th place, like tied in, in the low thirties. And now I'm what sixth, I think, and only a point or two behind uh, you and the leader. So, you know, I'm, I'm tracking you down. I'm running like Tyreek Hill and Usain Bolt right now catching you so i think i'm going to start calling myself the chiefs of the play action pool in the uh in this pick pool you know i thought geez the chiefs have so many guys out with covid i thought they were going to beat the steelers but there's a high line it was that what was it like seven and a half something like it was that? yeah and a half. yeah i'm like geez with all those guys gone steelers are you know uh a tough-minded team i picked the steelers to cover that was uh, – I was wrong, Joe. Just a well, few points off. <laughs> well, but you know what, Jeff? I'll tell you what they did do, though, and I'm going to give you some credit there. Um, the, the Steelers did sh- start to show a little of that comeback, you know, score a lot in the fourth, third and fourth quarter that you had talked about. And I, I was saying that to my family when we were watching the game, you know, saying, you know, Jeff, 
Jeff saw a little of this because they, they did have some glimmers in there. If, if Ben just found a few receivers and he and if he just had a little bit more on the stick in this game, it could have been closer. They could yeah. have maybe gotten to a point where they were, you know, where they were getting closer to the spread at least. I, I don't. I think you were. I think you were onto something there. I think there's a there's a glimmer in there um, of, of that Steelers team being able to do that. But but yeah, it was a. I, I didn't think that was going to be a, a blowout like that either. I thought the Steelers right. were going to – I thought Tomlin was just going to have them a little bit more ready. And, you know, and, and that's one thing I'm thinking about, Jeff, is, you know, we, you and I talk about this all the time. We always say sometimes it's the team that needs it more that ends up winning, right? I, I got to say, I'm going to put that into the Chiefs bucket right now because I think this win, it, I, think it, I think it pretty much secures them the – it secures them the home field. I just, I just, I, I just have this gut feeling that I don't, you know, look, knock on wood. I don't want to jinx them, but you know, they win this game. I I don't, I don't see them losing against the Broncos. I really don't. Um, Especially if they are playing for that home field advantage. Mm -hmm. I think they, I think they, if they haven't locked it up, I think they're going to give it their all to get that, you know, get that coveted by and get home field, you know, make everything come through arrowhead. You know, I, I, you know, I've been up and down on the Titans, and um, but they keep hanging in there. You yeah. know, I, I I thought they were, you know, and it, Derrick Henry could be back by the time they play the Texans, which they're going to win that game anyway, probably. But you know, they got the they got the up and coming Dolphins this week, so and, and that's a team, the Titans. If the Chiefs do slip up and the Titans win out, they get they would get home field, and that's a team. If they had a buy to get Derrick Henry, maybe a little bit more time, that's 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 yeah. a scary team right there. Yeah, you got to think about this stuff, you know, when you're positioning for at the end of the season who you're going to play and how much you're going to play them because, you know, that home field is so critical. And if they can get that by and get everybody healthy, keep everybody in a bubble, just I would just – if I were Andy Reid, I'd just tell everybody just go home with your immediate family. Like, look, look, guys, we got like five to six weeks left here. Just suck it up. Just go get in a bubble, right? Just don't go anywhere. Don't expose yourself to any COVID situations, and just let's just you know. Then whatever you want to do in late January and February after this is all over, you can you know. But just like live in a bubble. That's what I would do. I just bubble wrap everybody for you know for the next <laughs> six weeks if you know we get that home field and you know because it's a short time in the grand scheme of things. You know, it is a short time. Well, if you enjoyed the show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.